I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 120 of the Love Life Connection podcast. So last month I ran the Date Yourself Challenge and I always say this, but I just want to mention again that I just absolutely love, love running the Date Yourself Challenge. So if you are a part of it, I had so much fun. Thank you so much for participating. I'm so glad you were in it. We will do another challenge later this fall, probably September or October. So make sure you keep your eyes and ears and all that kind of stuff peeled for it for the next time we run it. But of course, if you are new to my podcast, new to my world, came in through the recent Date Yourself Challenge, know that a lot still goes on here over at Veronica Grant headquarters other than just the Date Yourself Challenge. Of course, there's my weekly podcast and there is also occasional workshops that I'll that I'll teach and I've actually got quite a few coming up over the next couple of months. So do make sure that you listen to my podcast and stay involved in the community because there are lots of ways, lots of other ways that I can continue to support you um, in addition to just the date yourself challenge. And again, if you're new to my podcast, so well, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome, welcome. And make sure you hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this. So if you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, then just hit subscribe so that you don't miss an episode because I think they're all pretty good and I don't want you to miss them. Also, just know that you can always just scroll through the archive and listen to some past episodes. Maybe a title jumps out at you or really resonates with you. So just feel free to click on that and see what comes up for you. And of course, you can always share what you learn. Any additional questions, um, share with me on Instagram. I'm at Veronica E. Grant. And I love talking with you guys on DM. I've got a lot of conversations going, but feel free to always email me or message me there. 
let me know what you love on the podcast. Let me know if you have any questions and I will definitely, um, consider questions for upcoming episodes on the podcast. And if you've been around the block with me a time or two, I'm so glad to have you back. You know that I love you and adore you. And I'm so grateful and honored and humbled that you continue listening to this show. You know that I don't do this show just to hear myself talk. So coming back over and over again just makes my heart so, so happy and grateful. And again, whether or not you are a new listener or an oldie listener, I would be so grateful if you took a moment just to leave a quick rating or review, especially on iTunes, as that really helps me to grow the show and to get the show into more earbuds of women like you who are wanting support, wanting to stop outsourcing their confidence and lovability to others, and are really just looking for a community of like-minded women. So all you have to do is just scroll down on the main podcast page for this podcast on, on if you're listening from iTunes on your phone, and you can just click the stars and that will leave a quick rating. And if you have an additional 30 seconds, an additional 60 seconds, whatever you have, if you could leave a quick review, that would be so, so helpful. And I would be so grateful for for you. So thank you. Thank you in advance. So I have been spending the past couple of weeks, maybe the past week and a half or so welcoming and getting to know all of the new tribe members in the Love Action Tribe. So in case you missed all the hoo-ha, the Love Action Tribe is my brand new membership community. And I'm going to tell you a quick story about it in just a moment. But this is something that I actually launched back in March, but it was under the table. I only launched it to a very small group in my community. I didn't talk about it on the podcast. It was really just to women who did the Date Yourself Challenge back in February. And I just wanted to launch it on a small scale because I wanted to just iron out any of the tech kinks. And we did have some tech issues. So glad that those got squared away and just really see what the community um would need and wanted and even to see if it was even just a viable thing that you actually wanted. And um, you did want it people and, and some people didn't even know that they wanted it or needed it until they were in there and had the support. Yes, from me, but also from the amazing, amazing women. So I had actually thought of the tribe, it was an idea that I had had and I worked on it with a business coach a little over a year ago now, it was probably around March of 2017. And I had mapped it all out. And I had even written an invitation page and just really had a clear sense of what it was going to be. And then at the last minute before I was I was about to launch it and open it up to everybody, I pulled the plug. And a lot of times it's really hard to know, well, is your intuition, is your intuition talking or is it fear talking, right? And so at this, at this point, and this was probably by April 2017, when I was about to launch the membership community, I just got this intuitive hit, like, you know what, it's not the right time for me to launch this. And it didn't feel like fear, right? Because sometimes fear or procrastination can give you all sorts of excuses or reasons, usually most of them crap about why it may or may not be a good time to do something. But it was just like, it wasn't that dread or that heavy feeling or that panicky feeling. It was just more of just this deep inner knowing that was just more of like a little whisper rather than like a holy shit, don't do this type of thing, because that would be more fear, right? But this was more of just like a Veronica, don't do this yet. It's not ready. You're not ready. Your community's not ready. It's not ready to bring this into the world. And so I listened to it. And I just got a hit that I really needed to focus working more with clients one on one. 
And that's what I did for the majority of 2017. The majority of my work last year was with one-on-one clients. And I did do two rounds of the Dating Mindset Bootcamp, which is a program I don't run anymore. And But this idea of the membership community never really left me. It just kind of went into the parking lot, which is something I often assign to my clients and my students in the membership tribe. I'm just like, you know what? Just put something in the parking lot. You don't have to do everything all at once. And then... In February, I opened up another round of the Date Yourself Challenge, which is my free challenge. For those of you who haven't participated in it, you are definitely missing out. going to put a little FOMO there on you. And and the Date Yourself Challenge, I was launching the Date Yourself Challenge. And after the Date Yourself Challenge, I was going to invite those that wanted to continue the journey with me inside my Love Incubator, which is my small group coaching program and mastermind, which another round will be opening up this July to start in August. So just put that on your and your radar if you're interested in doing some small group coaching with me. But anyway, so I was I was just getting ready for that. And I was doing all the um, the exploratory calls for women interested in the Love Incubator and writing all the invitation emails and all that kind of fun stuff. And so I was I was busy, right? I had the Date Yourself Challenge going on plus Love Incubator invitation stuff. And I was sitting in meditation one morning and I just got this hit. And it was just like, it's time. It's time for the tribe to come back to life. And it was just this deep sense of it just wasn't a choice at that point. And that's really where I want my clients and where I want you to get to a point with your intuition where it's just it's just not an option. It's not negotiable. It's just not a choice. And of course, my head was like, Veronica, this is crazy. I mean, yes, you have the idea of the tribe mapped out, but you don't have an invitation page together. You don't have a checkout process together. You don't have an onboarding sequence together. I mean, there's so many things that need to be done in order to be ready for people to pay you, basically. And I was so I was thinking, okay, well, maybe I'll just do this in May because right now I'm working on the date yourself challenge this round and the love incubator. So let's just put a plug in this or put a pen in this. Isn't that the word, the phrase, put a pen in this until May. And, and I just kind of pushed it off to the side for the next day or so. And it just kept eating at me. Right. Do you, have you been in a place like that where you're just like, Nope, this isn't, this isn't going to go away. And it was very clear to me that there was, this wasn't going to go away. And, and so what felt really right for me, and this was just completely intuitive because logically this did not make sense in order to launch this program right now, because I had so many other things to do, but my intuitive hit was, okay, I'm going to open this program as a beta, as kind of an introductory uh, thing to women who did the Date Yourself Challenge, but didn't join us for the Love Incubator. Um, Because obviously, there's lots of reasons why one might not join the Love Incubator. It's a higher price point, it's a higher energetic and time commitment. And so the tribe might be though the perfect thing for many women in in the Date Yourself Challenge. And my goal was, let's just get 10 women into the tribe, I'll test some things out, make sure the tech works, make sure that this again is a viable thing that people would want to be a part of. And I was hoping to get 10 women and I ended up getting 24. So over, well over double, two and a half times almost of what I was intending or hoping to get as a test. And I just, I mean, I'm trying to find the words to explain how I feel about the tribe and the women that are in the tribe and not even just that, but like the community and the support that the women give each other and that they feel and just the not feeling alone or like the only single person into 
be someone who is the leader and the creator of this community is just, I mean, it's amazing and it's humbling. And I'm so grateful to um, be given this role. I'm so grateful to all the women that are in the tribe. So if you're listening, I love you all dearly. If you're not in the Facebook group and you're in the tribe, make sure you join us because it really is magical in there and the support is just so, so incredible. And so I just share the story with you because I have my good friend Amy and she's coming onto the podcast today to talk all about really honing in on your intuition and being your own best inner guru. Because the truth is, is that we live in a world where we're taught that going with our gut is bad or it's not responsible. And the truth is, is that I think that this is just a way that the patriarchy has taken away our power. Um, you know, because I think we as women with our, I think that women have a deeper sense or a deeper connection to their intuition than men do. And I think this makes us incredibly, incredibly powerful. And I think that that makes the patriarchy, and I don't mean any one particular person or I'm not male bashing, but just like as a system, it makes the patriarchy uncomfortable. And so we're taught to look outside of ourselves for validation or for direction on what to do or where to go, or we're supposed to, you know, be really concerned on on how we look or how others like us or perceive us or if boys like us in high school or in middle school or if we have a lot of friends or if we're popular. And all of that stuff is kind of BS because it can very easily lead you astray and really making some choices that aren't right for you and that don't feel right. And, you know, I just gave one example in my own business on how I use have used intuition to make some pretty big business decisions. But the truth is, is that everything's been an intuitive hit. Everything. I mean, all my business decisions at the end of the day, they're, they're all intuitive. Um, the, my choice to, um, my choice to stop the, or to end, um, the dating mindset bootcamp, putting that program together was a labor of love and blood and sweat and tears. I mean, not really blood, but it was a lot of work. And then one day I just got the message that it was time for that program to retire. Um, when I'm opening up one-on-one spots or when I'm closing down one-on-one spots to focus on other things in my business or um, moving to Denver with with Stevie, moving to Dallas with Stevie. We've done two moves together as a couple. It was all intuitive. Everything is intuitive and it's just so powerful. And when you can get to a place where not only can you hear it and listen to it, but actually also trust it, that's when the magic happens. So I don't want to make this episode too long. So we're going to get right into my conversation with Amy. I'm going to let her introduce herself. So I'm not going to give her too much of an intro here, but I just want to emphasize here and to brag on her a little bit because she is so, so amazing. So Amy does coaching and mentoring to women um, in their life and also in their businesses, but she also is... um, an intuitive reader and an energy reader. And she can read someone's energy and just get all these intuitive hits and just see all of these things that um, I don't think most of us are able to do. So if you're ever able to do a reading with her or have a coaching session with her, then you are a lucky, lucky gal. And of course, she will share all of her information at the end of the interview. So you can connect with her if you want. And also, I haven't told her this yet. Um, but I am hoping to get her as a guest mentor inside the tribe. So hopefully that will happen sometime this summer. Of course, I haven't said anything about this to 
to her yet. So if she's listening to this episode, this might be news to her. But Amy, that in, that invitation is coming. So just wait for it. Get ready for it. All right. So as you listen to my conversation with Amy, I want you to consider, do you think that your intuition is weak or it's not really there or it's broken or maybe that you don't have one? Or can you hear your intuition? You know what it's saying, but you don't actually listen to it because you don't trust it. Or maybe you can listen and hear and go on your intuition when it comes to other people, but when it comes to you, you're like, no way. And have you been told to not go with your gut and that making decisions should 100% be a logical thing? And finally, can you tell the difference between fear and your intuition? So keep these questions in mind as you listen into my conversation with Amy. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Veronica. I am so thrilled to be here. So if I didn't give it away in the intro, you guys know I'm so excited to have Amy on my show. I'm totally obsessed with her. I know I know her in real life and online, all the places. Um, but because my audience doesn't know you, tell us about yourself. What do you do in the world? What's your impact? Well, my impact, I like that. What is my impact? What I do in this world is I, I have a deep belief that each individual holds their own answers. And I have a deep belief that each individual is intuitive and magic in themselves. And my impact is to help people to really connect with their truth, to connect with their essence, to know who they are, separate from all the other voices, all the other demands in the world, um, and help them get really clear on who they are, leading by intuition, living in the senses, so that they can live a life that is really fulfilling and alignment with their truth, um, and almost most importantly, really experience life. I love that. That's beautiful. Um, I told you guys Amy was awesome. Um, You'll love her. So how did you get to this space of helping women connect with their intuition? Is it something that you were born with or did you go through a journey that led you to where you are? Both. Both. Okay. Yeah, absolutely both. So um, basically I was definitely born with it. When I was little, I just I, I have a belief as well that all of us are born very intuitive mm-hmm. and connected. And we have this sixth sense about us. We have this ability to really feel what's happening around us, to see things, to just know things. Um, and so I was absolutely born that way. And throughout my years, really in high school, it started to come forward even more where I would have a lot of dreams that would come true and I would just know things or really be clear on when somebody was lying. I just could read the energy without knowing what I was doing. And in a way it got to a point where my capability and my awareness, I started to feel so different. I started to feel like something was wrong with me. I couldn't just fit in and just talk about whatever um, on the surface. I always went deep into conversations and what was real and just started to take things personally, like would walk in a room and could tell the sense, you know, get a sense of, of what was happening in that room. Or if somebody was upset, I'd feel that. And a lot of times I would think it was me. 
So it started to kind of work against me. And I then sought out a counselor in my very early 20s. And this counselor just changed my life. She worked with me for a couple sessions and then said to me, actually, it would be best for you to go and take this intuition meditation class. It's a four week class, go check it out. And so I did and it completely changed my life. In that four week class, which then ended up into 10 years plus, and I still am always taking new classes and so forth to develop my intuition further. Mm -hmm. um, it just completely shifted it where I learned how to manage my energy and how to develop my intuition, how to learn how to decipher between what I was feeling, what was I, what I was aware of and what was, what it really was. So what can happen is sometimes our intuition can speak to us and then our fear will take over. So there's an in-between space of being able to interpret what the message is, the intuition is showing us. So in that, in that time of going through different programs and schools and so forth, I learned how to do that, how to read what it was I was aware of. I love that you just said that because, well, I have two things to say. Um, one, as you were talking, I have just a list of like some things like, okay, this is what I know I'm getting questions about a lot with intuition with my community. And one thing I forgot to write about is fear versus intuition. So I just literally wrote myself a note that as you were, as you were talking, <laughs> I'm like totally on the same, same energy links right now. Yes. Um, also when you were when you were describing this, I just got a really funny image that I just want to share. Um, I just thought of, this is so crazy, little John, or what's his name? Little, um, the riddle guy, Voldemort from Harry Potter, when like he didn't know that he was magical and like all these things were happening. And <laughs> I just like, <laughs> and like he was kind of also in the orphanage, he was also kind of like, like a reject or like the kids didn't like him and I mean he obviously grew up to be evil and a bully and well obviously you're not that but I just got this image in my head of like some magical person from Harry Potter that didn't know them right. oh I love that I love that yeah it's true <laughs> and then the difference between actually owning your magic because we each have it and each of our our essence is very unique our magic <clears throat> is very unique and so when we own it and we really uh, nurture it and partner with it it's, it's being in relationship with self. And when we do that, then, then we grow up in a way that's healthy and our well-being and the well-beings of others around us um, is heightened. Whereas when we don't listen to it, we don't partner with it, our well-being actually can diminish. It can, it can really be harmful to us and, and then to others around us. Why do you think so, um, so many people are scared of their intuition and the magic that's inside? I think that's a really good question. Um, you know, what comes forward as you ask that is how when we're little, we are taught and almost demanded that our attention and our seniority goes to the adults around us. And if you think about it in school, for example, if you're not paying attention to the teacher, if you're daydreaming, if you're not giving fully your attention to a teacher, you get in trouble. Same with a parent a lot of the times. And our attention is one of our strongest tools that we have. 
it's whatever we put our attention on, it grows. That becomes our universe, our world. And our attention is very informative. So your intuition takes your attention. So when your intuition speaks to you, it requires your attention to connect with it, to receive the message. So when we're very young and we're constantly being told to look outside of ourselves, to bring our attention outside of ourselves to our teachers, to our parents, to other adults, that everybody else has our answers. And not only that demands the attention, we disconnect from the ability to connect with our intuition, to listen to what the intuition is saying, bring our attention to that point. And it's a programming then. There's a energy that can get stuck in that space then in our relationship with our intuition that creates pain. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times there will be shame or abruptness um, that is used to bring your attention back to you or back to the teacher, right? So that pain can get stuck in that line of communication between you, your attention, and then to your intuition. So I think that that's, that's one reason is that it's just, it's just programmed differently. And there's a fear in if I don't, if I listen to myself, I, if I look inside myself, I'm in trouble. And not only that, I don't hold my true answers. Somebody else does. I can totally see how that would show up in dating and relationships because especially as women, we're taught that, um, certain behaviors might intimidate a man or certain behaviors might please a man or, um, you know, basically like I think as girls we're raised to, um, and I was listening to a program on the radio about this recently, we're, we're raised to be very focused on our, like just everything that's outside of us, right? Like our friends and our looks and who's interested in us romantically and all of those things. And so then it's, it's like, no wonder that we can end up in, wake up one day and be like, how did I get in this crappy relationship? Or how am I like putting up with this bullshit? And you can say whatever you want on the show, by the way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But yeah, I mean, I, I really see, um, I think both of our works as really like a, has a bigger message that is just something, you know, it's not just like, Oh, let's connect with intuition or like, Oh, let's find us all boyfriends and husbands. Like it's really a part of like this bigger, societal issue that I think has a lot to do with women's equality and our place in the world. That's right. I completely agree with you. And I have so much to say about what you just said in regards to looking outside of ourselves and we're supposed to look a certain way or act a certain way, or this behavior is okay. All of those. So I call those all perfect pictures. So all of us have, we walk around and we have these pictures. This is like the language of the soul, right? Like these visions that we hold, whether we're aware of them or not, that, for example, um, I want a man that fits into this box or a man that you meet, he wants you to fit into this box. And, And we see all of these different ways of being, these different ways of vibrating and acting in the world. And we think in order to fit into belonging or being desired, we have to match that picture that that man holds of what he wants in a woman. So then we start to alter ourselves and we start to bring our attention outside of ourselves and fit into that. And we're no longer experiencing life from behind our eyes. We're experiencing it 
from somebody else's perspective. Mm-hmm. And then we're not connected to ourselves. We're not living our truth. And we wake up in those relationships saying, how did I get into this relationship? <laughs> so how, how would one start? You know, if, if someone's in that position right now, they woke up and they're like, either how may how I'm in this relationship or how did I let that past relationship happen or just feeling completely disconnected from self. Um, and there's a lot of fear that goes behind starting to trust your intuition and really doing you because some people aren't going to like it. It's going to make some people uncomfortable. Um, and so there's a lot of fear wrapped up in that besides the fact of some type of thing. We're just scared of our own power. Um, how do we, what's like, what's a couple, I like to have some tangible steps, not just yeah, like, absolutely. what are some steps that people yeah. can So one of the steps that's lighting up right now um, that comes forward is to actually look at, I've been looking at this so much lately, like looking at being in relationship with yourself first, whether you are single, whether you have a boyfriend, whether you're just dating, whether you're married, it does not matter your relationship status outside of yourself. It's first actually having a really deep, intimate relationship with yourself where you know who you are and you know what you desire, you know what you want in your life, you know what's important to you. I believe that each of us have these um, parts of us that either they're, they're like deal breakers, right? Like I know that my top three deal breakers, like if these things are taking place, then it's a no-go. But for somebody else, those three, my top three no-goes might be an okay thing for somebody else, right? So it's identifying what do you want? What is, what are your parameters? What are the boundaries? And really owning those. And I understand and I hear and I feel myself that scariness and claiming that, but it's, I I see that that first step is actually just even journaling on that, like writing down, what do you desire? And it doesn't need to be shown to anybody else, but it's, what do you desire? Who are you doing a deep inquiry into self first? And to take that a step further, then it's also, if, if you're not in a relationship, imagine all of that desire that you really want to be in a relationship, it's you wanting to put the energy of love or the energy of intimacy or um, energy of joy. You want to put that into a relationship. You want to give that to somebody else. And so I just, I would really look at how can you turn that, that love, that intimacy, um, that joy, how can you give that back to yourself and be in relationship with yourself first? What would you do for yourself instead of giving it to somebody else at this point in time? Yeah, I love that. And that's so much what we do in the date yourself challenge, which we just wrapped up. And the first day is do something that makes you feel happy or loved. And a lot of women come to me like, well, I don't know what makes me feel happy. Like I haven't asked myself that in years. And I always just say, and I'm curious to see if you have anything else to add on to it. But I always just tell people, just try something. Yeah. Because you're not going to figure it out by thinking about it. Yeah. Like at some point you got to like, okay, does this make me happy? Or does this feel good? Or does that not feel good? And then from there you can, you know, navigate, but you're not going to just by saying, oh, I don't know what makes me happy. Like I'm such a loser or whatever. It's just playing that, that victim card and not really allowing you to really own your power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's a, it's experiencing, right? So it's taking action and noticing, just really being the observer and noticing what you notice. Every step you take, you receive more information. 
So if you don't know what makes you happy, try something. And this is part of practicing your intuition. So when you ask yourself, what makes me happy? What brings me joy? What could I do in this challenge? Be quiet for a moment and see what lights up. It might be a thought. It might be a vision. It might be a feeling in the body. But just noticing what comes forward and then taking one step towards that. And with that next step, staying really present and just observing what comes up. Do I enjoy this? Do I not enjoy this? It's all information for us. Another thing, you know, I, um, so I, I haven't really talked about this, but let's do it. So <laughs> I, I actually, um, my marriage was ended a year ago. And so I'm in a huge transition state. And this whole dating myself thing, I decided uh, in the fall, I said, okay, I'm going to be in relationship with life. I'm going to be in relationship with myself. And even a few weeks ago, I hit a point where I was looking at this pain of oh, the fantasy of, of either just being in partnership again, of, of having my family together and so forth. And I, I had to dig deep is to, you know, why, where is that pain coming from? What are the pictures, the thoughts, the beliefs and so forth behind that? That's, uh, that's creating this emotion for me. And when I looked at it, it's, it was partially the things that I'm not good at that would make my life easier. So for example, cleaning out my garage, <laughs> I'm not the most organized individual with everything or having certain things, um, taking care of it, like partnership, right? Like who's going to pay the bills. So these, there are these little things, but we're just going to stick with the garage for a moment. And so what I said was, okay, so if I was in partnership with somebody, if I had a relationship and my partner really wanted help with cleaning out the garage, I would be so excited to pull up the bootstraps and go and clean out the garage for them. So I did that for myself. I said, okay, then I'm going to do that for myself. So it's looking at not only like, like the bringing you joy, absolutely. And if you get lost in that, then what are the part of what parts of you are calling so strongly to be in relationship to fill what part of you? So what part of your life are you trying to fill? And see what steps you can take to show yourself that you can provide that for yourself lovingly. How would you do this for somebody else? And truly it completely shifted my experience in cleaning out my garage instead of it. being, <laughs> Oh my gosh. And yada, yada. And a, and a, a challenging, painful experience. I, I like held my own hand and I loved myself up and I, I had, a, I have a clean garage. I even ordered a dumpster. It was fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> when you were saying that, I was, and you know, I'm thinking, okay, if Stevie asked me to clean the garage, I would probably come up with every single excuse. Under right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, I can't. I gotta work. <laughs> Podcast right. interview. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. I Sorry. love that. I love that. And, and I, and it just echoes a lot of the work that I do with my clients. I'm so glad you're bringing this up because um, you know, people are like, well, I don't know what makes me happy. I don't know what makes me feel loved or all these things we want in a relationship. And I'm like, well, what would you want your partner to do for you? And then just do it for yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of taking the love languages, the five love languages 
by Gary Chapman and turning it on to yourself. So like if you're qual if your quality time or if you're, I don't know, acts of service or whatever, then just do it, do that for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe your maybe your love language is acts of service, and, and that was why it was more fun for you than it would be for me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't used to be, but it climbed up there a little bit on the on the chart. It's kind of funny. Yeah. But one of my one of my love languages is um, touch, and so I'll go mm -hmm. and I'll get a massage, or I'll go to a yoga class and get a nice little assist, and yeah, yeah. But it really is giving to ourselves first. Being yeah. in relationship with self. And then what's so beautiful about that is that we set the precedence for how we're treated because we're treating ourselves that way. So when we do get into relationship or if we are in relationship, it starts to change that dynamic. And now that's the precedence. That's mm -hmm. how we are teaching people how to treat us. And so being in, I've, and I've, I've experienced this myself, but being in this space of developing a relationship with yourself just allows you to connect more with that intuition that inner magic so that you can like it, it never went away right like it was always there it's just there's just crap on top of it and so you just basically cleaned out the crap um but how do you know if it's like the the difference between like intuition and fear mm -hmm. let's say or like intuition and maybe even like infatuation like intuition for example someone just asked me recently um i don't remember the exact question but it was something along the lines of like this X and like maybe getting back together and like there's old feelings. It's like, okay, well, is that my intuition or is that like something else? So I'd love to hear some thoughts on that. So good. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, cause I'll have a lot of clients. I'll have a lot of clients that, that go through a time. So I've got to look at this a lot where either, same idea. They broke up with somebody and they're still wanting, they can't disconnect from that fantasy of that person or um, they met somebody and they really want to fit into their picture. They want it to be that person. They think that that person is holding all their answers is like, is, is the one. And really when I look at it energetically, it's, it's more that the person so for example, the ex-boyfriend or, or whoever that is, that man in relationship with him lit up in your space, brought forward in your space, the emotions, the energy, the experience, the essence that you are enjoying that's calling you back to want to be with that person. But really that energy, that experience, that essence is yours. It belongs to you. It's not that that man is giving it to you. It's that he's kind of like shining a flashlight on that part of you. So that those, what happens is there's a fear that starts to come up of if he goes away, I'm not going to feel this again. I'm not going to feel whatever it is, safe, sexy, intimate, funny, whatever it is. But that's a lie because that is who you are. You were experiencing a different part of you. So now you know that that's part of what's very important to you in a relationship is that that part of you gets to be expressed. It does not mean that it has to be that individual. So I always look at more than it being about the person, it's about what I call your mock-up. 
what your daydream, what you want to manifest, that mock-up for your relationship space. What is the energy you want in that relationship space? What is it that you want in that, in that experience with a partner? Is it really important to you that there's amusement and it's fun, adventurous, kind, loving? Um, what, what are the different elements that are super important to you and bringing it into that mock-up space that allows us to be more, uh, because we can, we can, that belongs to us, right? So your mock-up space belongs to you. Another person does not belong to you. So you can't control what that person does. So it's not necessarily about the person. It's about you. And so if you get stuck into the fear that you're not going to be able to create it again, it's, it's, um, how do I say this? So if you get stuck in the fear that you're not going to be able to create it again, it's bringing it back to the big picture, which is the energy, the essence of what you want to experience and letting go of the actual attachment to the person. You asked another question in there, which is the fear and intuition, right? Like yeah. how do you know the differences? Yeah. So, you know, I've been looking a lot at fear lately. I was actually journaling on it last week for myself. And a lot of times we'll hear that fear is a bad thing, right? That it's, um, that it's either if we're in fear, then we're not in love, right? And we're like these opposing ways of being and operating. And really when I look at fear, it actually, it does serve a purpose, right? It points us in a direction. It shows us something to look at where fear becomes a problem is when we become it. And when we decide to allow it to, to make our decisions for us and to rule us. But when we look at fear, so if you, if you have a spark of fear, it's just your body. It's an emotion that's getting lit up to say, Hey, look at this. You need to look at something. I also can, the way that I can see where we start to get stuck in the fear and become it, like some of the cues that you can tell, okay, so where does fear be, where does fear stop being helpful and then go into a place that's harmful, right? That can be, make us stuck and so forth. I experience fear to be very loud and pushy. It feels uncomfortable. It feels very compressive. It feels very like it makes us small. It feels like, um, like an energy is coming over us and enveloping. And it, it's, it also will have a sense of hurry, hurry, hurry. You've got to create, you have to do something right now. It has a push to it. Yeah, I can, I can relate. Right? So then an int our intuition tends to be a bit softer, if you will, more neutral. It's an offering. It's almost like if you imagine yourself offering like, hey, I'm going to put this out on the table for you to take a look at. Not overcome you, but really take a look at it. It's an offering and it feels more open and it feels more expansive. Mm -hmm. And I also, there's another way of um, connecting to it with which some of the women may be able to uh, relate to, which is in your heart space. It's almost like a click, like it just fits. 
So when your answer, when you get your answer, it's almost like it just fits into your space. It's settling. Well, even if that information isn't something that you wanted to hear or become aware of, it, there's still a true feeling to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that. Um, and that reminds me of, I think we did it at the retreat on the mastermind talking about like emptying the cauldron because there's a lot of like noise going on in our heads. And, um, I mean, for, for a lot of people in my community, like the idea of intuition is like super brand new. And so I often will also say your intuition doesn't have words. And so if you've got like a bunch of jibber jabber going on up in your head, like that's just jibber jabber. It's other people's thoughts or beliefs, society's thoughts or beliefs, but your intuition is basically like yes or no. Yeah. And that's pretty much all you get. <laughs> you know, a good way, one of the ways that, um, just some easy, quick tools that you can do as well for developing your intuition, getting to know what it is, even intuitive painting or drawing. So you can even have like a bunch of different colors in front of you and have a piece of paper or a canvas and ask what color does it want to be? And just start to ask yourself and listen to what color wants to be put down on the paper or canvas. And you'll notice, you start to watch your thoughts like, well, I don't like that color. I don't want that color. Or maybe this person really likes that color or this person hates that color. I can't draw that color. And it's a very easy tool to start to notice what the thoughts are while you're asking yourself and being in the state of inquiry about self, because intuition really is about curiosity of self. Mm -hmm. It's, it's asking layers and layers deep and listening for what comes forward. I love that exercise. And, um, I've been using that technique with um, picking a card in Oracle decks because sometimes I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to pick a card. And then I'm like, what card? Like, what does that even mean? I don't even know. And then, um, and then when I just like, all right, what card is ready to be drawn today? And then I pick a card and it's like, every time I swear, it's like, oh my God, this is like the medicine that I need today. Um, or when I pick a card for a client, like I actually can't, like they're on the other side of the screen of me. And then like, obviously I can't control what, like it's, it's mind boggling sometimes. And people in my love incubator will know exactly what I'm talking about. Sometimes the cards that I drew for clients is just like eerie. <laughs> um, cause it's so like, like, well, there must be like a brain inside of these cars or intuition or something. <laughs> yeah. There's so um, much magic out there. We just don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so tell us a little bit about your work. I know that, you know, you do like energy readings. And so for people who are like, what's that? Can you talk a little bit about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, it's clairvoyance, basically the ability to see energy. And again, um, I was born with it and then I just developed it quite a bit to be able to interpret the pictures of what I'm seeing. So reading really is where I, so I have my eyes closed and I bring my, all my attention behind my eyes and I am able to see. So each of us have our own energy and the vibration and there's different pictures. You've heard me say pictures a lot. So these different pictures or images or imprints in our, in our energy system, in our body. And I can see those images. And so I will just <laughs> describe what I'm seeing and sometimes none of it makes sense to me, but it absolutely does to the other person. And, um, 
and just it really validates the person as to who they are, where they are in present moment. It's not telling future because we're all free spirit. We all have free will and you can create whatever you want and change your path at any moment. However, I can look, I can look at mock-ups. You've heard me say that before. It's like what your mock-up is and what, how that's looking in present time. But really it just validates an individual. It, it shows them a spiritual energetic perspective on what's happening in everyday life. And it's just very informative and most important to me, what my whole purpose is. And what I say before each reading is, you know, I have my own prayer, my own ritual that I go through to really ground the space for the person is that I, whatever that person needs to hear or needs me to see that that comes through and that I can see that so that they are connected to how capable they are, that they have their own answers. I don't have their answers for them. I hold space for them to connect with their own energy and, uh, and it's, it's amazing. And I'm so passionate about it because it, it's what, it's the work that, I, to be totally dramatic, totally saved me, right? In my early 20s, it really, yeah. like, it totally shifted my life completely. And so I'm just on this mission of seeing people in their, own, in their light to help them be empowered and connected to themselves. I love that. Um, and for everyone listening, I've seen Amy do this in real life. So should all book a session with her because she's amazing. Oh, <laughs> Um, okay, I would love to wrap this up with a few rapid fire questions. Just for yeah. these. Um, so, what's your favorite food? Salmon and salad. Ooh, I like salmon. How do you like your salmon prepared? Very clean. I am like the cleanest eater ever. Oh, I do remember that. Remember this? Yes. Yeah. Oh, and all I ate that week, I think we just were we were fed so much salmon that week. Do you remember? <laughs> Yes. Um, it was perfect. I must've mocked that up. Uh, yeah, just barbecued little sea salt and lemon and olive oil. So good. delicious. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, and so for everyone listening, um, I don't know if I made this clear, but Amy is, we're in a mastermind together. And so we spent a week in Santa Fe back in March and then hopefully a week in Bali in September. Yes. Make we're gonna make that happen. Make yes. Happen. <laughs> I mean, I'll be there. It's a matter of whether or not Amy will be able. To. Yes. Um, favorite place you've traveled to? Hmm. Uh, Alaska. I would have to say. Oh, cool. Yeah. What did you do in Alaska? You know, I went on a cruise. It's the only cruise I've ever been on in my life, and yeah. it, it just. It wasn't necessarily the cruise part. However, <laughs> the glaciers and northern lights and the awe of Mother Nature yeah. was so impressive to me. It really yeah. made an imprint in my space. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. I, I'm not into cruises that much. I just get like a little claustrophobic. Yeah. Um, but I feel like a cruise is probably the best way to see Alaska. Or at least yeah. a lot of it. And yeah, it, the, the cruise itself, eh, it was it was the time <laughs> off of the cruise where we did all these amazing journeys and adventures and kayaking and yeah, just amazing. It was beautiful. That sounds amazing. Yeah. 
Maybe I need, just need to go there rather than all the way to Iceland to see the Northern Lights. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, What's your favorite way to treat yourself? Uh, you know, I'm so simple. I'm learning. It's really funny. I'm learning that the most important things to me in life are the really simple ordinary. Mm. So I love to read a good book. I love to have time and space carved out for myself, not just like literal time, but energetically, like really create space for myself to sink into the moment and experience experience being in my body, experience being in my home, going sitting by the fireplace, going swimming, just things where it's the simple, but I really experience the uh, extraordinary and the ordinary. I love that. I just had a friend um, on the podcast and she actually did the mastermind with Nisha, but a few years ago. And um, you two are the only ones who had a very similar answer, which is said like basically the gift of presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a total spoiler alert because Kit's episode hasn't come up yet. So everyone now will know what her thing is, but, <laughs> but um, it's like, everyone else is like, Oh, I don't know. Like going to the salt caves or massage, mm-hmm. which is like awesome. Yeah. Maybe it just speaks to the kind of work we do in the mastermind, just like the gift of presence yeah. and really just being with ourselves. Yeah. There, there's nothing more valuable than the gift of presence. Just really being in the moment and experiencing life. Yeah. That's awesome. So how can my listeners find you, follow you, get in touch with you, all that kind of fun stuff? Uh, Thank you. Yes. And please do. I am so passionate about connecting with other women and helping you on your journey. um, However I can, my website is uh, soul happy S O U L H A P P Y dot life L I F E. And I am on Facebook under Amy Oaf, A-I-M-E-E-E-O-F-F, hardest name ever to spell, (laughs) and on Instagram. But if you just go to my website, you'll be able to find my little social media handles and all that stuff. Yeah, and we'll put all of those links in the show notes for everybody. So you can just go to veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 120, and all the links are there. Um, I also believe even with the update, you can just like tap your podcast player if you're on iTunes, at least. I don't know about Stitcher. Um, and I think the show notes should appear and then everything that's hyperlinked should be hyperlinked there too, but I could be wrong. At very least, just go to veronicagrants.com forward slash episode 120. Um, awesome. Amy, thank you so much for coming onto the show. It was so fun to connect with you, um, you. in this way and we'll see each other in real life soon. Hashtag IRL. (laughs) Yes. Very soon. Can't wait to hug you. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. 
And until next time, remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.